The Dugout CEO Podcast is on the air. I'm Phil Van Horn, baseball lifer and fan of the Dugout CEO. Each week, Casey Cavell goes around the horn with baseball superstars, Hall of Fame coaches, and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life. Now batting, Casey Cavell. Nation, welcome to the Dugout CEO podcast. Fired up about today's show. Today, we are joined by Larry Long Jr., who is the Chief Energy Officer, CEO of LLJ Enterprises, and he sure brings the energy on this episode. He played baseball at the University of Maryland, is now a motivational speaker, MC, trainer, and coach, and author of the book Jolt. This episode is going to wake you up and leave you inspired. Larry, welcome to the Dugout CEO. What's going on, C-Squared? Happy to be here, Casey! I'm a Purdue guy. You're a Maryland guy. Let's have some fun today. Does that sound good? Go Terps! Boiler up! Choo-choo! That's it. That, that is it. So you were a Maryland baseball player like before it was even in like the Big Ten back in the ACC days, right? Man, I'm not trying to date myself, but yeah, man, ACC, J.D. Drew, Brian Roberts, Mark Teixeira, you name it. We, uh, we were bumping heads with all of the ACC great teams. Oh, my gosh. Mark Teixeira. I've heard some stories about that guy because he's you know Georgia Tech guy. A lot of my buddies are Georgia Tech guys, and he was just a man amongst boys. And, uh, well, when you play, like, tell me about it. You were played at Maryland for four years. Tell me about your journey as a baseball player first, and then we'll get into some of the business side. Oh, for sure. Four-year starter at Maryland. Funny story. Well, I played against Mark Teixeira in high school. Uh, switch hitting power hitter and then the run up against him at Georgia Tech he was an absolute beast but for me four-year starter uh, my father ran track at Maryland my sister who's 10 years younger she ran track at Maryland so I'm a Terps legacy and uh, man just had a blast came in I had the opportunity to compete for a starting position and I'm a competitor. You can't tell from the screen. I, I know I look like I'm six foot seven, but I'm five foot nine and three quarters. I like to round up to five foot twelve. I'm a little dude. But uh had the opportunity to compete, started my freshman year, uh, didn't start starting off the year, started my career one for my first twenty-four. And I know you're a baseball guy, Casey. That's point oh four two, I think. I'm not a math major, but it was well below the Mendoza line. And I remember we were coming back from UNC Greensboro. My dad said, how you feeling, little Larry? I said, I feel terrible, Dad. I stink. I don't belong in Division One. I. I definitely don't belong in the ACC. And my dad, being the competitor he was, he hopped through that phone. He yoked me up by my shirt. And he had some choice three-letter and four-letter words. You can use your imagination. I don't think the SCC would appreciate it. But he pretty much shared with me. That's not the kind of attitude that we have, little Larry. If you want my name, you better get back to the drawing board. And like Allen Iverson said, you better practice. But more importantly, you better get your mind right. Ooh. Wow. So, like, what on earth did you do from there? And I'm sure that impacted you not only at your time at Maryland, but, you know, for the rest of your life. Like, how did you get your mind right? And what does, like, getting your mind right look like for a person, an athlete, whatever it looks like? Yeah, it, it's crazy that the more you practice and work at your craft, the luckier, quote unquote, you get. 
Uh, University of North Carolina, the Tar Heels came to town that following weekend. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't in the right headspace. I was trying to get right. I was trying to say my affirmations. I was trying to really believe in my heart. But there was a lot of FUD. Not Elmer FUD, but fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I'm in that batter's box. I get in the seventh inning as a defensive replacement. I get in that bat. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, Larry, don't strike out. And normally when I say don't strike out, I strike out. Well, this time I got jammed. Uh, Can I get some peanut butter with with that jam? I got jammed. Blue pit over the first baseman's head. I'm on first base. You can't tell me nothing. I'm on top of the world. Saturday. I get in. I go two for three. Uh Uh-oh, watch out now. I think I get the start on Sunday, three for four. That was all I needed to bust it wide open. I'm believing in myself. I'm believing in my heart, believing in my mind. The words that I used were a lot different, and it wasn't even what I was saying, but it was how I was saying it. That swagger. Forget about Stella, how Larry got his swagger back. Shoot. <laughs> Ain't no stopping me now in the words of McFadden and Whitehead. That's my jam. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I can tell you that. So people can tell you're on fire if they're listening to this right now, right? Like they can tell like you're feeling good, but not everybody is feeling good listening to this. Like some people are, some people aren't. Like, you know, with one of your sayings, you help people go from good to great. What about the people that aren't even feeling good? And then let's talk about going from good to great. Like if you're not feeling, if you're right now in life, you're in that one for 20 something slump, like how do you just dig yourself out of that hole first? And then let's talk about good to great. Yeah. So I've got a couple of steps that I encourage people to do. Number one is to acknowledge where you're at. It's just being aware, self-aware that you're not in a good place. One for 24. That's bad. You can't sugarcoat poop. It's bad. I was I was poop. But essentially, I acknowledged where I was at. Then I went ahead and documented a game plan of what I was going to do. What process am I going to follow? Well, I was taking 100 swings a day. Hey, Larry, have you thought about taking 150 and making sure that you're not just going through the motions to hit the number, but that you're getting the quantity and the quality of those reps so that you can really be ready? Are you serious about getting better? If you are, then you're going to stand up in the middle of the room, just like when I was six years old and moving around the U.S. and say exactly what my mom made me say. I am somebody 10 times every night. If you're serious about getting to be good, I encourage you to do the things that might be unconventional, that might be out of your comfort zone, like standing in the middle of the room every night, your roommate's looking at you, the dog's looking at you like, WTF? What you talking about, Willis? I am somebody. It makes a world of difference. Now I encourage you to take a look around your environment. Who are you hanging out with? Who's your Larry Long Sr.? My dad who yoked me up. Who are those people that are there to, to, to give you that kick in the behind, to pat you on the back, Hercules, Hercules, cheer you on when you need it to support you? What books are you reading? Uh-oh, hold up, wait a minute. I wrote a book called Joke that walks you through. What podcast are you listening to? Are you listening to the Dugout CEO podcast? Have you gone back and listened to the other episodes? Not only are you learning from it, but are you putting it into action? My kids just went back to school. So often what I see is professionals, once they leave school, they never go back to school. They're not learning. 
they might be taking notes and they might be learning, but they're not applying those learnings in the action. And then they wonder why, why are things not going in my favor? So those are just a couple of tips right there. I will also encourage you, let's get back to basics. In baseball, the basics are, are you balanced? Do you have the right grip? And do you keep your head down, eye on the ball? If you can do those three things, you're going to be okay. I think in football, they call it the blocking and the tackling. In basketball, it's making the free throws. And it's that repetition. Think about what are those KPIs? What are those actions that are the very basics that if you can focus on those top two to three actions, in the words of the great philosopher, J.J. Walker, dynamite! <laughs> Man, this is great. Uh... I wish we were recording this on like a Monday morning because I'd be so fired up the rest of the week. But it's like Friday, but this is good because I'm kind of tired. But you're really getting me going here. And I think like you, you mentioned FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Like it's so real in the marketplace, in the world, in media, and getting rid of that. And you said here, acknowledge it. What I really like what you said, Larry, is you acknowledge it, but in front of a peer group, like in front of other people. Because you didn't just say it to yourself, but you said it to other people. And I guess that's probably really important is acknowledging it, but telling other people, but also telling people that can actually help you like be better and come up with that game plan. Is that right? Now, I'm not going to say you can't do it alone, but you can't do it alone. I mean, the saying is perfect. If you want to go fast, go alone, go solo, be a lone wolf, a lone ranger. If you want to go far, mount up with a team. Teamwork really does make the dream work. And I'm, I'm a testament. I, I'm guilty as charged with FUD. I call that voice Cletus. And I don't know if y'all saw the movie, but come on, Cletus. I got to kick Cletus off my shoulder. And I got to welcome that voice of my dad that says, little Larry, you can do it. You got to work hard. It's not going to come easy, but put in the hard work and you can do it. Forget about what Cle Cletus wants to tell me all the things that I can't do all the things that I'm not good at. And I work with a coach. I, I don't know if anyone out there invests in coaching. If you don't invest in yourself growing up for those people that played sports, team sports and individual chances are you had a coach right now as a professional, who's your coach, who is there to guide you, to support you, to teach you, to train you, hold you accountable. My coach said, Larry, my observation is that I'm befuddled. You're so positive. You're so energetic. You're the CEO, chief energy officer, when it comes to everyone else. When we start talking about you and we put that mirror in front of you, uh-oh, Houston, we have a problem. Wah, wah. She said, you're so negative. You talk more, sh more sh I don't know if the FCC is listening. You talk more smack to yourself than you would ever talk to anyone else, than you would ever let someone talk to you. What's up with that? I gave her some lame excuse. Well, I expect the best out of myself. I've got high expectations. She said numb nuts. She didn't say that, but I know she was thinking it. Numb nuts. Everyone has high expectations for themselves. She said, Larry, I got to shoot it straight to you. You're holding yourself back. And she's right. So this year in 2023, one of my goals with intentionality is to give myself grace, to give myself the same flexibility, the same grace and mercy that I give other people, and to support myself with my words, with my thoughts, 
with my beliefs in my heart and my head. And it takes intention because just my natural is self-deprecating. Ah, you ain't, you ain't nothing, Larry. Ah, who do you think you are trying to be a professional speaker? Who do you think you are? Five foot nothing trying to start in the ACC. You ain't nobody. You ain't, you ain't stuck. Whereas now it's like, hey, Larry, you can do it. Not only can you do it, you will do it. Let's do it. Let's enjoy the journey. Let's take the highs with the lows, the twists with the turns. Let's learn and let's share those learnings with other people so that we can all uplift ourselves. So when you talk about going from where you're at to good, that's one step. When you're good, how can you be great? And and there's an easy exercise case. You can take whatever. Let's take one of my top priorities, fitness. Scale of one to 10, I'm probably a six, and that's being lenient. What can I do to be a seven? Well, I can be more consistent with my exercise. Huh, my diet. Just went to Chick-fil-A. Hey, Larry, have you thought about mixing in a salad? I mean, I know you like the chicken, fried chicken, but why don't you mix in a salad? That'll get you to a 7.5 more consistently. If you're great, how can you be wonderful? If you're wonderful, how can you be spectacular? We should always be looking to grow, and it's not always more. It's not always more money, but it's really, for me, it's crafting that life that you never would have imagined. I never would have imagined that I'd be speaking for a living. I I don't know if you'll believe this, but I used to get sent to detention for talking. Now I get a paycheck to serve, to speak. Come on, man. That's the American dream. I love this, Larry. I mean – I'm looking back at what you just mentioned about having a coach. You know, people listen to this. Maybe they play baseball, right? You probably had a hitting coach. You probably had a fielding coach, right? You maybe had a, depending on what level you got to, you might have had somebody to help you with your mental approach, right? Maybe your health and weight, weight and conditioning coach. But like in life and business, when you leave sports, you don't really have those people, right? And it's not normal to have, hey, I have a person to help me with my fitness. I have a person to help me in my business with how I communicate to others. Uh, I have a person in my business that helps me execute better. And, you know, I just wrote down names here. Holly is my fitness coach. Bruce is my mental coach and Courtney is my execution coach. So I have those people and I'll tell you, I, you know, I'm probably early on, I hire people early on, but I didn't really have everybody or a person for every aspect of my life. And I think that's really important. So Let's go to like chief energy officer. You mentioned it earlier. Like that sounds super awesome. Like it is CEO. This is the dugout CEO. So dugout chief energy officer. Like what is it, Larry? Oh man, don't tell all my secrets. Come on, dog. It's it's it, it's it's unbelievable because I've been told that I have infectious energy, and we want to keep our droplets to ourselves. But I believe we all put out energy. And our energy is either one of two things. It's either want, want, negative energy, and we can feel it. When we step in the room, we can feel the energy that's coming off of people. I make a choice. I'm intentional. Now, it, it does come a little natural, but I still have to make sure that my energy is positive, that it's uplifting. I, I'm wearing a shirt that says awesome. It's yellow with awesome in the black with an exclamation point. I believe that everyone has awesomeness inside of them. Everyone has greatness inside of them. I wrote a book called Jolt. Get zapped into intentionality, rediscover, and believe in your inner greatness. Because as we get older, and I've got some gray hairs, I'm losing my hair on top, sometimes we forget that greatness that we have. Sometimes we forget those dreams that we had. 
and we just lose our way. I talk to my neighbors. I, imagine that. I talk to people all the time. But my neighbors, I always like to ask them, are you happy? What kind of work do you do? Are you happy with it? And it's amazing how many of them say, I hate what I do. And my question, my question, even Siri's answering that question. Siri's like, I love what I do. But essentially, why would you stay in a job that you hate, that doesn't fulfill you, that doesn't inspire you? And the answers are pretty much all the same. Hey, it's for the money. I'm taking care of my family. And my question, I'm just naturally being curious. Can't you make money and take care of your family doing something that fulfills you? I mean, imagine that. And that's where a coach can come in. Believe you me, I used to run that race of corporate America, and I was not happy. I played happy. I put on my happy face, but I wasn't happy building someone else's dream, busting my behind 50, 60, 70-hour work weeks, missing my family, missing those events uh, that you can never get back for someone else. I said, shoot, I'm going to go ahead and give this a whirl. Again, I struck out once with my indoor baseball softball academy, and I learned my lesson. You better know your numbers, not batting averages, not stolen bases, not RBIs, but the income statement, the balance sheet, and statement of cash flows. I know my numbers. I wouldn't say inside and out, but my CPA, she's probably tired of me calling her and asking her, hey, Crystal, what does this mean? But essentially, I'm running it back, and I've got the support of my team, my wife my kids, my mom, my sister, my family, my dad still supported me along the way. So my encouragement to folks is you got it inside of you. What you going to do about it? Or are you going to take control or are you going to say, woe is me? It is what it is because that's the way it's always been. And my uh, Steve Harvey Family Feud Voice survey says, that's not the way it's got to be. You can make it happen. So let's talk about the energy and first the negative energy that you just mentioned. Like one, how do you realize you're bringing negative energy or you have it? And then how do you like stop, right? Like knock it off because you're right. Like you walk into a meeting, you walk into a conversation, have a whatever. It's like, if you're coming with negative energy, it's probably not going to go well. How do you understand you're bringing it or have it? And then how do you get rid of it and change it like in the heat of the moment? I love it. So it's that self-awareness and some people don't have it. It's okay. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounded? And some CEOs surround themselves with yes, women, yes, man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now you need to surround yourself with people that will tell it like it is. Tell it like a T-I-S. Now, once you are aware that, hey, your, your energy, your vibe, you probably don't intend it, but it's coming away, and that's feedback. That's people giving you honest feedback. Now you've got to determine, am I committed to changing? Some people just say, well, that's just the way I, uh, that's just the way I am. I'm ornery, and that's just the way. Well, hey, do you, boo-boo. If, if you want to stay that way, then you're going to stay that way. But if you believe that you can be better and that you can serve people better with positive energy versus negative energy, once again, let's document a plan. I'm all about game plans. I've, I've got notebooks out the wazoo. I got this notebook here. I, I got this notebook here. The, the key to, to game plans is having one, but the big key is actually running the plays. You got to actually take action. I can know all the knowledge in the world, but if I keep doing what I've always done, I think I'm going to get the same results that I've always gotten, which 
Once again, survey says, that's not what I want. So I'm willing to change. I'm willing to try. I'm willing to test and iterate new things to get different results and as well be open to feedback. Now, I'm working on it. My wife, she, she shoots it real. My wife's from Argentina. She says, oh, you, you say that you want feedback, but when I give you feedback, I'm like, it's the way you deliver that feedback. I mean, shoot, my wife beats me over the head with the bat. I'm like, I love you, baby, but damn, you just, oh, wee. Oh, so it's, it's also the receiving the feedback so that you don't have to put on the boxing gloves and get knocked out like I do. Boom. <laughs> That's so good because I remember when people used to give me feedback in the day, right? It was very like, it almost like just hurt me so bad I had to defend myself, right? And I'm like, I have to protect myself. I have to defend myself. And now I'm just like, I need it. Now, thankfully, I've worked through a process. I'm always maturing. We're always growing. We're always improving. But now I'm just like, don't take it personal. It's not personal. They have my best interests in mind. Like, it's okay. Listen, 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 and then, you know, respond. And I try to do that, Larry, every time I run a meeting. So I, you know, help business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever, run meetings, get stuff done. Whenever I'm running a quarterly meeting or a 90-minute meeting or even a one-on-one, I always ask, how did we do today? How did I do? One to ten. Just be real with me. 10, this was the best meeting you've ever been in. You're excited for the next one. One, you want to poke your eye out with a pencil. You never want to see me again because I want to get what that looks like. And a lot of time, what do you think they typically give in a meeting rating one to 10 on average in every meeting? If you were to ask the average Joe, like one to 10, what do you think the I, average? I already, know, I already know because when I do an exercise, I tell people no seven. Seven is that safe zone. You're, you're not really committing to anything. And seven was my baseball number. Imagine that. <laughs> Hey, seven was mine too, and I'm five nine and three quarters, and I pretend I'm five twelve too. So we got a lot in common. Um, you know, I'm a little bit better looking and a lot more humble, right? That's what. Nah, I got you, Larry. I got you. That's why I always. That's why I always tell my tell tell people they're like, man, yeah, I'm I'm so good looking and I'm really humble too. That's my best quality, and they just they just love that, right, Larry? You're a lot stronger, bigger, faster. So. So let's, let's talk about that. So they give it a seven because I think they're scared to like give it a six and then have to tell you why, because it's like a six is like, it's a D it's almost like failing, but a seven it's safe. So like, how do we get feedback from people that like we make them feel it's safe to communicate to us? Because I don't think people are going to be real with you unless they feel like they can be. So how do we create that culture where people are going to be honest with you so you can listen to that feedback and then improve? Well, the thing is, and you mentioned it before, listening to the feedback, not to respond, but to receive it, to soak it in. And then days later, letting the person know, thank you for sharing the feedback. This really resonated, and here's my plan. Now, also going back and closing the loop and sharing with the person, based on your feedback, here goes what I tried, and here go my results. When you provide that, people are like, wow. Now, not many people do that. Most people hear feedback, and they want to battle. They want to go to battle, or they, they, they walk off grumpily. That, that's me. Thank you, baby. I appreciate the feedback. I'll give you a funny story. I was speaking for a company called Mind Body out of slow San Luis Obispo. I did a virtual presentation. I thought I killed it. People were like, oh, that was great. 
everyone says that was great. I asked one of the, the organizers, there were two organizers. I said, hey, how'd it go? He was like, yeah, it was good. That was really good. I could tell by the way he said it that there was something on his mind. I'm like, hey, how can I be even better the next time I give, give, give this presentation? He was like, ha ha, no, it was good. It was good. I said, hey, I can tell something's on your mind. Please let me know. He was like, no, nah, it's good. It's good. Five minutes later, we hang up. Five minutes later, he's like, hey, can you hop on a call? I'm like, yeah. He said, hey, this was on my mind, but I didn't want to tell you. He said, you know how a roller coaster builds up. It goes chugga, 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 chugga. Then it gets to the top and it goes, wee. He said, your whole daggone presentation was, wee. He said, now your energy is impressive, but being at a 12, on a scale of 1 to 10, being a 12 is just like being monotone the entire time. He said, if you really want to get better, I encourage you to intentionally slow down, have points where you're quiet and you're at a 2 instead of a 12, which is your normal. And it was amazing feedback. I hadn't heard that before because my natural tendency is to be a 12 it's perfect. I want to take people on a roller coaster ride. I want to make them lean in, listen closely, and not just get screamed at the entire time. It's a work. I'm a work in progress. I'm a whip. I'm still working at it, but I shared, I shared what I did in terms of my next presentation of being intentional and practicing slowing down. It's so tough for me. Talking like this, Casey, Oh, if you could see my heart, it's breaking, but it makes such a world of difference for those that communicate at this level. So you, but you really had to ask them and dig in. No, I really want your feedback. I really want your feedback. Please tell me because people aren't just going to give you that advice. You really have to ask them, you know, your spouse, how am I doing as a husband? How am I really doing? How can I, like, that's tough because sometimes you might not want to know that answer, right? And you might not want to, if you're a leader, a coach, whatever, like asking that question, like, how am I actually doing for you? How can I be better? I don't think a lot of people want to ask it because they're scared, but like, what are you scared of? Like you should be more scared of if you don't ask it, what's, what's going to happen. And somebody gave me this feedback once. I go, Casey, you're like 80% machine, 20% person. And I'm like, well, that sounds kind of cool. Like, you know, I like machines, like they get stuff done. They make it happen. They're efficient, right? Like they build stuff and but then I'm like, well, what did that, what did you really mean by that? And they're like, you're just like on all the time, all the time, like bring the people component to the business. Cause I love getting stuff done. I love making, and that's kind of what I do. I help businesses take their vision and make it happen. So I'm all about making it happen. But what they taught me was you can't make it happen if like you're not connected to people. Right. So I had to figure out like, what does that actually look like? And then how do I connect with people? And I had uh, Jeremy Kubachek on our podcast recently or an upcoming one. And he has this book called Five Gears. And you got to meet Jeremy, Larry, if you don't know him, because it talks about how you're always present with people, right? And five gear, it's like pedal to the metal. You know, you're going 90 mile an hour down the freeway, right? right and you're focused and you're getting stuff done. But you also got like third gear where you're connecting with people and you're being social and you're like having a friendly chat with somebody. So I had to figure out like how to become more person, less machine. And it was hard because I'm like, why am I such a machine? Why, why do I always want to improve stuff and grow stuff and build stuff? And, you know, I think this is a, a really good thing, man. I, 
I can't thank you enough for one, being open to hearing other people's feedback, Larry. And then two, what'd you say? Taking action on it so they know that you're serious, right? Because I think a lot of people might just ask that question, but they just asking it to be friendly or like pretend they care, but they don't. Is that right? Oh, so true. And uh, I knew I was talking to the man, the myth, the machine. I, I knew that you were the original chat GPT. Come on, Casey. I love it. Now, one thing you mentioned made it brought this term to mind, personal brand. What do people say about you when you're not around? Now, there's an exercise, and I've done it with teams, where you write your name, you draw a line on the sheet. On one side, there's a plus. On the other side, there's a delta. And folks are just supposed to say, what comes to mind when you see Larry's name? On the plus side, energy, cares, passionate loud on the opportunity area. Be quiet, Larry. Slow down, Larry. I've gotten great feedback from teams. Improve your product knowledge. As our leader, if you don't understand the product better than us, how can we really, how can you really lead us? Hey, Larry, make sure that you navigate your style. I'm, I'm a pretty tough manager, pretty tough leader, Similar to sports, I have high expectations of folks. Not everyone reacts well to that. So understanding people's style so that I don't get on someone that can't really handle it, that's information that helps me elevate and be better. And there's sometimes where you got to take feedback and realize that's not something that I'm committed to changing. It's great to be aware, but I'm also going to continue coaching hard coaching tough, just understanding that it might not be the right fit for everybody. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. So when you think about your brand, what is your brand? So good. So you have this book, Joel, what else are you working on? How does somebody get a hold of you? Like, what are you doing like to help? Because I, I want more of Larry. So what does that look like? Man, I have been so blessed and so fortunate. Uh, my book got published last year. I just, I'm following in your footsteps. I just started rocking the mic. I'm the podcast host of the Cold Calling Podcast, live every Wednesday at one o'clock, uh, where I interview a guest and then I hop on the phone and I make cold calls. Flub, flub it up. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a piece of work. I'm, I'm a piece of work, but I love that. I'm also hosting my second, I'm co-hosting my second event called Golf and Sales. We're going to be in Southern Pines, Pinehurst, October 11th through the 14th, two rounds of golf, personal and professional growth and building community, small community. It's going to be 12 of us with like-minded individuals from diverse backgrounds that are looking to up-level in business, in life, in sales, not necessarily golf. We're, we're not joining the PGA Tour or the Live Golf Tour anytime soon, but we can certainly win the Masters in fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's, let's get you out of here on this. We talked about baseball at the beginning. Obviously, where do they go to get a hold of you too, Larry, real quick? They, they got that event. We'll put everything in the show notes, but uh, where does somebody go to get a hold of you if they want more of Larry Long Jr.? Best way, way to find me is on LinkedIn, Larry Long Jr. I've got an Instagram. I've got a TikTok, a Twitter, a Facebook, but LinkedIn. And then my website, Larry Long Jr., that's jr.com. Would love to connect. If I can ever help, if I can ever serve, holla at your boy. That's great. 
So you brought up the PGA Tour, live, right? Like I'm a sports guy. I love all sports, right? Uh, my daughter's starting to like them too, which is really cool. It's like hockey and golf and all that. So PGA and live, real quick, no idea what you're going to say. Are you more PGA or more live? Uh, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm more Tiger. I'm uh, a Tiger man. I started playing golf in 1999. I was playing summer wood bat league baseball in Durham for the Durham Braves and uh, in the old Durham Bulls stadium. And J.D. Oliva, his dad was the athletic director at Duke, uh, athletic director at LSU. He said, hey, let's go play golf. I said, J.D., black people don't play golf. He said, Tiger Woods does. I said, hey, sign me up. I shot a 155, which you, you would think is terrible. And uh, <laughs> I said, let's do it again. I was hooked. Uh, I remember he took us out to, to Duke. Real nice course, real tough. I spent more time finding uh, Easter egg, uh, finding balls in the woods. He said, hey, we got to go. I said, I'll run and catch up to you. I was having a blast. I've been hooked on golf ever since 1999. I've only gotten a little bit better, but I'm having a ton more fun. <laughs> so. I'm glad we're talking about Tiger because he's probably one of my favorite athletes of all time. And I got this. Remember back in the day, he used to have his own brand of Gatorade called Tigerade. Look at that. I kept it. Look at that. Tigerade. No Come that on, man. 15, 15 years old. And, uh, but it says, you can see there, it says the word focus on it. And I think that's the thing that like, made him the best. Like He was the most focused. I mean, you imagine. I mean, you guys know his story. I mean, that guy was into all kinds of stuff, right? Like, but he still, when he got on the golf course... That dude knew how to win tournaments. Like, can you imagine, like, being that focused? And um, I think there's a lot of things we can learn from him and uh, some things that we probably could learn not to do and to do. But one of the things you can do is focus because he was the best at what he did. So, Larry, give us some chin. Casey, I, I got to cut in real quick. Funny story. I saw a tiger in Greensboro, and you talk about being 80% machine. I told my wife, I said, I think that dude is a robot. He didn't even look like a real person. Like when he was walking, I said, is this a video game? And that focus, he didn't seem like a person. Like he was like an animation just going through. I said, is that dude real? <laughs> but it, it, it was amazing because he was so locked in, so focused, all this stuff going on around him. And it was just him, the ball, and the cup. And that dude is a beast. <laughs> okay. My goodness. Well, Larry – I don't know how I'm going to summarize this, man, because I got I'm, I'm taking notes here. I got like eight different to do's that I need to think about, things I need to take action on. But this is great, Larry. I appreciate you being a guest on the Dugout CEO. Casey, thank you so much. Keep serving. Keep shining. Take care now. Dugout Nation, I told you that Larry would bring the energy. Wow, what a show. Fired up. Three big takeaways. Number one, get feedback from people. Dig in and ask, how am I doing? No, really, how am I really doing? Ask for help and create a culture where people feel safe to be real and give you real, open, honest feedback. And rate yourself. Have others rate yourself 1 to 10. What can I do tomorrow better than what I did today? What does that ultimately look like? But if you're open and honest by allowing others to speak truth into your life, you'll be in great shape. Number two, your brand. What is it? When people hear your name, they see you on social media, what do they think? What do you want them to think? What do you want them to feel? When somebody sees you on your calendar or they know they're going to meet with you, what emotion does that like, entice out of them? What is a story you want to tell about you, your business, and your brand? And be intentional about your brand and your message to the world.
Number three, negative energy. Ain't got no time for that. Learn how to sense if you have negative energy and stop before you take that energy into a meeting or into an individual one-on-one -on -one conversation or into an email that you're writing. Learn to sense negative energy inside of yourself, figure out a way to slow things down, start over, take a break, or just stop in general. Because if you bring negative energy into something, you won't get the results you want. Positivity is the lifeblood of everybody and everything. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of The Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP of what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to CaseyCavell.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.